is up and welcome to Mostly Film, your one-stop chaotic shop of all things in the world of cinema. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan McCorder, joined by my beautiful co-host, J.P. Payton. How are you? I'm doing great. I am not. Uh, I didn't tell you about this because I wanted you to wait. Oh. And here, oh. I can't extend my arm all the way. <laughs> I really can't. All day today, me and Blake and Josh have just been like, because eh, eh. like, you're out of 10 pain right there. Because your curls. Yeah. Okay, listen. <laughs> and now it's radiated into my shoulder. Like I'm too old to be doing this. So listen, here's the deal. Explain for the... Explain it was pretty slow pie. one day. And we decided instead of just sitting around snacking on fudge sickles, one of the senior salesmen had some eight pound weights laying around. So I was like, all right, well, I, they said, how many do you think you can curl those? I was like, I don't know, maybe 50, 60. Because I mean, no matter what the weight is, after you do a certain amount, it gets heavy and heavy and heavy. So I was like eight pound and maybe 50, 60. So we do it the old, like a real way. So you lean over the back of a chair and so your arms extended all the way down. So you're going all the way down, all the way up on a curl, right? So you're not cheating in any way. Well, I ended up doing 100. I had to take, they let me take a five second break at 75 so I didn't pass out. And then I continued and got to 100, which you saw this. I think I sent you or you Dawson said, or somebody. Yeah. Dawson videotaped it. Oh, he didn't send me anything. Oh, okay. Well, I, I he has this of me. And then Josh, who's, who's in his 40s, he's older than me. He went outside and I sent you this picture of him. Right yeah. There. Okay. Listen, Josh is a man. Josh is a man's man. All right. He goes outside. And he sits in the blaring sun, does the same thing with a coffee in one hand, cigarette on his cigarette in his mouth, and does a hundred and one. But the funny thing was, he was like, "Man, hundreds easy." About fifty, where I started struggling at seventy, about fifty, he was like, "Oh, this sucks." Yeah. And then he had to go do flooring all day the next day too. So, and then Blake did like fifty in each arm. So now he's got double arm pain. We were all miserable today at the dealership. Yesterday was okay, but it's that you know. The day yeah. after the day, two days later pain yeah, is way worse sucks. than the day after. Yeah. Um, my right bicep hasn't had that much weightlifting in probably 10 years combined. <laughs> it was just eight pounds. Can't believe but it. But let me, I don't care who you are. Like Tony, our general salesman, he's like a bodybuilder. Yeah. And he only got 67. And the, he, his hand literally cramped up and it fell out of his hand. Mm. And that dude can probably bench press eight of me. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I'm in pain. <laughs> I took two Tylenol before I came up here because my arm hurts so bad. It's amazing. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't a fun time. I don't recommend doing that. that actually, just in your that actually made my day. Thank in you. your in your leisure. Um, other than that, bro, I've been wearing out Starfield. You're lucky yeah. I got two non required watches in because I'm I'm happy to see it because they're movies that I'm I'm wanting to hear about. So yeah, we um, appreciate the effort. Yeah, I Starfield is amazing. Yeah, I am one day eighteen hours into play. What is that? Twenty four plus eighteen. 24 plus 8. Hang on, don't tell me. That's 34, 44, 42 hours. Okay. I put in... How would you get there, math? Like, how do you think I just got there in math? 24 plus 18. I don't know how to explain that. I mean, like, you okay, start, my process is... You start with the last number. Oh, gosh. Well, no. Four. So I go 24 That's, plus 20 is 44 minus 2 would be 18, makes it 42. I feel like you just added two steps to it. No, 24 plus 18. Okay. Well, 24 plus 20 is 44. Now subtract 2, 42. Okay. Is that not how you get to that equation? Uh, no, but I it, find it fascinating how people do math in their head because I'm yeah. terrible at math. I'm I'm terrible at math math as well. Okay, I thought I didn't know if you were some math savant. Yeah. No. Okay. Um. But anyway, yeah, I've been playing Starfield and it lives up to the hype. I almost put it in there as a news story because it has over six million concurrent players. That's insane because it's only on Xbox and PC. So get effed, all you PlayStation junkies out there. I'm talking to you. 
Um, I don't. I don't care. I know you don't care, I'm and just, I love I'm my just, PlayStation. I just, I just can't Baldur's stand Gate. PlayStation fanboys, baby. Yeah, I, yeah. You've been playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I got a little over twenty hours in right now. What and level are you? I've like four. It's like I don't know. I haven't played Baldur's Gate, no, so I'm unsure. I mean, it's I, like I feel like I've been grinding, but I'm not grinding. Oh, what have you been doing? Oh man, I mean, it's just it's it's hard to you don't want to jump too much into the main quest because you don't want to you want to have you want to be. Prepared. But you can't level you can up on the side quest. Yeah, you can. You can level up. I barely. I've only done the opening mission of Starfield, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I've done side quests galore. Yeah, and that's a that's a sign of any real good video game is if the side quests keep you. Oh, definitely keep you going. You know. Yep, but, but I'm enjoying it. Just have not had as much time as I would like with it, but you know, it is what it is. Right. But I've been more preoccupied with football because it's football. <laughs> it is season. And hey, hey. Yeah, I won my first week, and nice. now there is there could have been an asterisk to it, and then after this we'll jump into the the trailers. But um, I played Garrett this week. Who you know, if you mm-hmm. listen to Paul, you know who Garrett is. Um, he had Travis Kelsey on his team, and two days before the kickoff, I said, "Hey, you might want to monitor your tight end situation because Travis Kelsey is question or is doubtful for the game." He'd never responded. We we texted since, but he just over he just I guess noted that and moved on. Mm-hmm. Then the day of the game, two hours before, I sent a message in the group message. You as my witness, yeah, Garrett, you need to take your you need to take Kelsey out or whatever I said, and he didn't do it. Now, granted, I beat him one hundred and thirty three with time still to go because my kicker's still playing to seventy five. It wouldn't have mattered if Travis Kelsey played anyway at this rate. I would have won anyway, but it would have been a lot closer. But I beat the brakes off of him. And uh, did you win? I mean, game's still going on, but... Oh, it's closer than I thought it would. Two Josh interceptions. Allen, Josh Allen did just throw uh, another interception, so it's not looking great. Listen, we might get a... I'm just going to spoil it right here, right now. We might get a live call-in on the show tonight, but nothing about movies. Just to hear Dawson Martin thrash JP on the podcast. And I welcome it. I sure. think it would be great times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited. Football's back. College football, NFL football, all of the footballs. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time to be alive. I'm ready for college basketball to come back to. That's what I'm really, really, really waiting for. Cool. So, anyway, so let's jump in, man. We got trailers to talk about. Um, we can cut some of these out. You just tell me which ones. Um, so let's start with the one we just watched. Yeah. Because I want to talk about it. You yeah. may not be as here on it, but it fits spooky season. It's Caitlin Deaver's new movie uh, coming on Hulu. And it's called No One Will Save You. Mm-hmm. Um, we just talked about this last week. Why I feel like home invasion movies are underutilized because everybody's really honestly subliminally scared of a home invasion. Yeah. Well, this one starts off like that and it seems a little supernatural, like maybe demonic. And it seems like, oh, is this a regular home invasion? Then you go outside and there's like this natural disaster coming. Then, oh, wait, this whole thing has been aliens? All of these things in one is 100% my jam. Cool. And I am, no one will save you seems like something I'm very much going to enjoy. It's like the fourth kind meets day after tomorrow meets the strangers and I'm all in on those things. Yeah, I uh it's 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 interesting because it's also set in the past too. Mm-hmm. So um wait, what do you mean it's set in the past? It looked like it was set in like the I just thought it was like it's like in the seventies or eighties. Like grandmama's house. So. But either way, it's not like you do, you don't mean like old time. It's just like I mean like at, I guess at, the seventies is old. Most time. the seventies, yeah. It's like fifty years ago. Hmm. See, I didn't get the vibe that it was that old. I mean, she used a rotary phone. She's country grandma. And she rode a bike down a road. And there was like this old timey postal car, post postcard, like flipped over. I guess I was too busy watching the alien. 
Yeah. But the, we, obviously, the trailer, Caitlin Devers didn't even say a word. Mm-hmm. How much you want to bet we get that old justified, like, country twang? No, yeah. I forgot you watched Justified. Yeah. 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 Caitlin Devers is great. She's great in Booksmart. She's great in Last Man Standing. I feel like I haven't seen her in anything recently. Booksmart. That's 20, I mean, yeah, it's, 18, it's been a while. 18, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was in a show called Monsterland on Hulu. It was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't see that one. It's good. I'm excited about that one, though. Might watch it. Might really? not watch it. Because at first I'm interested. Like, the opening couple of seconds, you're like, no. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's jump scared. The and then Lord. as it goes on, it gets some like... The, the premise of the aliens looks very interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of... Uh, um, I don't... This isn't a good example, but it kind of gave me... Well, I, it looks interesting. I'll just leave I'm it at that. I'm hoping it's like maybe an alien that has like a Freddy Krueger kind of vibe that feasts on your biggest fears and mm. manifest those. That mm. would be dope. I just think that they're just trying to they're just trying to uh, invade. But they have like psychiatric psycho- telekinesis. Telekinesis, yep. Uh powers and all that and it's mm. it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm excited for No One Will Save You coming out this year on Hulu. Um but probably out of the most excited I am out of all of these films that we're going to talk about is The Bike Riders. Um if you're any sort of anybody film world person, you've been waiting for this trailer. Austin Butler and Tom Hardy and Jodie Comer and uh, Michael Shannon and um, gosh, who's the who's the kid that's in the Challengers and stuff like that too? Is in West Side Story. I didn't see him. I didn't recognize. Yeah, he was one doing the interview and yeah, like taking the pictures remember. and stuff like that. He's the one. Know but, you know his face. I'm talking about right. The guy from the Challengers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so this is uh this is gonna well Austin Butler's in a it's based on a true story inspired by our true events. I think inspired by true events. There's a big difference here. It's about a motorcycle gang and a dude that's in a motorcycle gang, Austin Butler, and his like, what is Tom Hardy? Are they in the same gang, right? Or are they not in the same gang? Yeah, so Tom Hardy founded this bike gang that's based in Chicago, um, and Austin Butler, I'm I'm assuming, is his, uh, is his nephew. Yeah. Um, Mike Feist is the the guy's name you were thinking Mike of. Mike Feist, yes. Uh, that's Danny's it. interview. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, yeah, he's basically, Tom Hardy's basically using this... Um, bike gang to move drugs and whatnot um and austin butler's character uh benny is not cool with it uh, jody, right. jody comer's character um in the trailer though she's doing an interview with mike feist which i believe is what these these stories are based off of is these interviews that yeah um you know she's somebody vignettes. yeah she's someone that um met him in a bar was married five weeks later and you know the whole thought I could change him type of thing. And yeah. uh yeah, it's just it's all her point of point of view and which is funny because the last movie I saw her in was The Last Duel, which is also a lot oh, of film. that's what I yeah. Uh this is gonna scratch my Sons of Anarchy itch. And I love Sons of Anarchy. It's probably my all time favorite show of all time. It is my all time favorite show of all time. Uh and Austin Butler is now my new Charlie Hunnam and Tom Hardy is my new Ron Perlman. And uh, I'm ready to have a new Jax and Clay in my life. So sign me all the way up for the bike riders. I might have to watch Sons of Anarchy again, which means you have to watch Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, maybe. Dude, Sons will change your life. If you like Justified Sons, is that on steroids. Sure. Um, some other uh, notable actors in this. Boyd Holbrook, which I don't remember seeing a f- like a good shot of him no, in I this, but Boyd's in this. Uh, Damon Harriman. Um Best known for uh, Dewey Crow. Oh yeah, I saw. I did see him. Yeah. Um, and I think that's 
That's all that really stuck out to me. So Michael Shannon really was in the trailer, right? Yeah, Michael Shannon. Yeah. Okay, I thought of someone at the beginning, but that's the only yeah. time I saw him. No, he is. Uh, the other thing that stuck out to me is that the accents. Tom um, Hardy, man. Tom Hardy. He, he loves He loves to to do some crazy outlandish my American accent. one, but the weirdest one he's ever done is Venom. His really? Vo- his voice in Venom freaks me out, He'd man. watch the drop. The accent, oh, yeah, he's, seen the, drop. the accent he's got the drop is <laughs> interesting. Capone? I've seen clips of Capone. Yeah, I've seen that's, Capone. It's not, it's not a bad movie, but it's not. Yeah, that's not as bad. I think he does best whenever he is trying to do like an Italian American like type of voice. Well, I love it. I mean, Inception is one of my favorite roles he's ever been in. Yeah. He's just, he's just normal, yeah. I guess, in that. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about the bike riders. Like you, you said it best. This isn't going to like redefine cinema, but this is very much going to be like, one of your it, favorite films of recent time. It just, I think it's going to solidify Austin Butler as a quote unquote movie star, which mm-hmm. doesn't always, always uh, justify like great actor, but mm-hmm. he's just, he's, I mean, Tom Cruise is a, I think a really good actor, but he's a certified movie star. Yes. That makes yeah. sense. Yes. Um, now I'm not putting them on the same level right now. Don't hear me say no. that. I'm just saying I, to your point, I could see this being his yeah. kind of role into that. Yeah. Um, we talked about this earlier on the pod months ago um, and we were talking about Grindhouse and all that kind of stuff. We we're talking about Tarantino or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and in one of those films, there was a um, Sam Raimi or Eli Roth. He was Eli Roth. Yeah. Eli Roth. Did a um, fake commercial in the film for this horror movie called Thanksgiving. And we said, oh, look, they're making it into a picture. We'll, a real real movie. Well, they did. And the trailer's out now. Um, and it looks... Like the cheesy scream Halloween knockoff you'd expect it to be, and I am all in on it. Uh, but is Sam Raimi involved in this film? I swear I saw his name, or is it just Eli Roth? Uh, I know for sure Eli Roth is the Eli main Roth guy. Eli Roth is a director. Um, he might be a producer. I do not see Sam Raimi. Do not. Um, I do not see him. Um, I thought I saw Sam Raimi, but. Yeah. I wasn't sure. But yeah, um, I am all in on Thanksgiving. There's not really much to go off of besides like some Thanksgiving that serial killer just as a pilgrim is killing people in a small town. And it's going to be a cheesy niche film that's going to probably do pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, the cast isn't super appealing. No, it's got the guy from Grey's Anatomy, uh, McDreamy. Or Patrick whatever. Dempsey's rumored. Um, no, no he's not he's in the trailer he was in the trailer yeah he was I one of the first people you him. see yeah he was rubbing his shoulder's arm or his huh or his kid's his shoulder's arm okay he's rubbing I guess his son's shoulder but yeah, he's one of the first people you see huh you've also got Addison Ray um and Milo Manum which I guess is the son yeah I guess um, yeah, I didn't recognize yeah. anybody but the guy from Grey's Anatomy will be will be interesting yeah I will watch it what I also am gonna watch that I'm surprised I'm gonna watch is Quiz Lady uh, which is from the director, producer of Booksmart, I believe, and um, has Aquafina and Sandra O oh and Will Ferrell and Jason Schwartzman. Hold up, you've also forgot Barb and Star go to Vista Del Rey. That's it. I was couldn't think of the other one. Oh. I've I've never seen it. It's it's something. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. I heard it's really funny. <laughs> this movie could either go Booksmart or Google Barb and Star, but you, they're just. Like Barb and Star, I think people really liked though, didn't they? It it is very niche. Yeah. Yeah. And if there are people that love it, like they see, I'm just not a big Krista Wig or Kristen Wig, Maya Rudolph fan, so I was never really interested in that film to begin I with. I thought they were fine in it. The premise of the show, it was one of those just that it started out 
like, oh, this these two people are going on vacation, and it just gets weirder and weirder. Not mm-hmm. in like a not like my kind of weird. Not it's just yeah, it just it's kind of like kooky. Yeah. Um. So. Interesting. But yeah, no, Quiz Lady is about um, this girl who these two pair of sisters, Aquafina and Sandra O, oh, and their mom has gone missing from a nursing home or uh, some some sort of home. Assisted living. Assisted living, whatever. yeah, something. And turns out that there she's been like held hostage with her dog or something. They got to like get all this money for a ransom. And Sandra O oh realizes Aquafina like, is like trivia queen, knows everything about everything. So she puts her on the show like this knockoff of uh, Jeopardy. And of course, Will Ferrell is the host of Jeopardy, which is just brilliant casting because he played May He Rest, Alex Trebek, and all the SNL skits. So uh, this movie looks very Joyride-ish, and I just saw Joyride, so that's why it's fresh on my mind. Um, I think this is this has three star written all over it, um, but that's not a bad thing. Uh, I think it looks pretty funny, and I'm very hopeful because Jason Schwartzman is in it, and I and feel Tony like Hale and Tony Hale. I knew there was somebody else. Oh yeah, they're. Pr- to say they're picky about their films isn't true, but I feel like most anything they're in has a little more art to it than I anticipated it being in it. So I just maybe am elevating this film just because of them. Um, yeah, I, I think it it deems a it deems a watch just by it the definitely appearance perks alone. an eyebrow. Like whoa, I wish you would watch. I think you should leave because I just started watching. Uh, how to with how to with John Wilson? Yeah, I remember I told you I sent you no, the snaps. No, you from didn't. It. I sent you the snaps literally from no, it. No, you. Um, did you just watch it? Yeah, it was me. I watched the first three episodes. Oh yeah, scaffolding. Yes, and you learned the, how to put up some and scaffolding. The spring break. Yeah, I yeah. watched those two. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I forgot about no, that. That was yes. me. That that's was been. Me. That's been. Feels like forever. That's just a week ago. Uh, like but, the night after we recorded. But with I think you should leave. Jason Schwartzman makes an appearance in the latest season. It's it's a pretty funny skit. Yeah. It's very underrated. Hmm. But yeah. should say something if someone like Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. But yeah, Quiz Lady looks pr- all right. I'm 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 curious now. And I just love the meta use of Will Ferrell as the Jeopardy host. Yeah. That's just great. Uh, Sandra O oh is like... You I see Sandra O's oh's toes in this too. I don't like them a lot. About that. Um, it's an interesting uh, character choice for someone like Sandra O. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Grey's Anatomy, Killing Eve... All kinds Uma. of, she Uma, yeah. Horror. Yeah, she's all over the place. Man. Um, yeah, this is just this is just very very strange. I honestly, I was watching it many times, knowing like, yeah, that's Sandra O, oh, but still questioning is like, is that maybe that's not Sandra O? Oh. Yeah, it's weird. And um, I thought it feels out of place, but it works so good. Yeah. Anyways, uh, well, I will probably give this a watch. I'll probably yep. try to get Caitlin to watch it with me though. Yep. Um, another film. A lot of these are streamers that are either uh, Hulu or. Uh, well, not all of them. So far, three of them have been streamers. Two Hulus and now a Prime. Um, the Burial is on Prime. This is yeah. a Jamie Foxx, Tommy Lee Jones, and uh, Journey Smollett. Was there one more? Yeah. Well, it's a guy from Sound of Freedom, but I don't know who that is. Um, you got Jamie Foxx, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Journey Smollett, Alan Ruck, um, Amadou Athi, and Bill Camp was that um, other... Yeah. So this yeah. movie is about uh like Tommy Lee Jones is suing some mega corporation because they like mess with his pension or retirement or something like that, and he hires this like super 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 charismatic viral lawyer in Jamie Fox. Uh, and this is set like in the old now this one's set in older times for sure because like 
inspired by true events, a lawyer helps a funeral home owner save his family business from a corporate behemoth, exposing a complex web of race, power, and injustice. Yep. So it's kind of like a bunch of whites town hire a black bevy of lawyers and they're like, oh, like Jimmy Fox is like, are y'all y'all racist? And the guy, your guy from uh, Succession is like, a little prejudice. Alan Ruck. <laughs> Alan Ruck. And then he proceeds to introduce him to his whole black attorney crew. Like, it was pretty funny. Um, this film looks really good. Jamie Fox looks like you're getting like some Pete Jamie Fox here. Tommy Lee Jones is still looking like Tommy Lee Jones and still Tommy Lee Jones. And like, I don't know what to say about Tommy Lee Jones because like, I feel like he's a phenomenal actor, but I, every Tommy Lee Jones performance is very similar to me in a lot of ways, but they're all very good. So I don't really, I don't know. That's, I don't know how to dice that, but yeah, no, I think this movie looks really good and I will definitely watch it. Um, I will not watch this. What? Why? Um, it looks cheese. Yeah, exactly. Swiss cheese. I see when they said we can't split the poles. Like, yeah, I feel that. I, first of all, I told you whenever I saw the trailer and he came on screen, Tommy Lee Jones, Looks like a cadaver. Yeah. His uh, skin was peeled off his body and placed over a dummy mm-hmm. as being animatronically controlled by uh, some nerds yeah. off screen. And, you, and that could be possible nowadays. Could be possible. Um, but it's just a really bland Jamie Foxx. Looks See, like. I thought this was going to be. It looks like Jamie Foxx was having fun in this role. Yeah, but not my kind of fun. Did you watch They Clone Tyrone yet? I haven't. I want to. Mm. I know that, but like, there's a starch difference between that. See, that I was Jamie actually Jamie, kind of Jamie, similar nah. energy. You you watch it, then you watch the. No, trailer, this guy. This guy. ABC Family vibes. I don't think it's gonna be raunchy or not. I don't think it'll be that raunchy. This mm. got this got family movie written all over it. I hope you're wrong, mm. but we'll see. I I want to watch this film. Uh, now this one is probably the one you're excited most. Of, you are most excited about. It's rated R though, so who knows. I yeah. would have thought, yeah, sorry, go ahead. He cussed quite a bit in the trailer. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I'm so desensitized. <laughs> so let's talk about Neon's new trailer with our girl from mm-hmm. uh, Ruth from Ozark. Uh, what is her name? Oh, why'd you have to ask me, man? Well, I thought you had it pulled up over there. I'm, I'm about well, it's, to. It's Neon's new, new movie. It's called The Royal Hotel. Um, These two girls are just trying to find this random remote job as far away as they can. They take a job at like this dive in Australia. It's like a girl's getaway for the summer. Yeah. Um, And the premise is these two young, attractive girls are in Australia at this bar and like the dudes become increasingly more weird, sexual, hostile and the girl now, but it leads you to believe maybe they're not. Is it in their heads? Is it not? Um, it's like this whole, you know, gender power kind of dominance thing. Um, they're trying to escape or, you know, fight the perception of needing to escape. It's like definitely probably a psychological, more thriller. Um, that's going to be one of those sl- slow burns, kind of like one of the movies we're discussing on Thursday's pod, speak no evil kind of like a slow burn that builds, 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 builds yeah. and then the final cl- like climax parts of the film are just like, oh my gosh. You know? So, uh, what did you, did you pull the name? Oh yeah, Julie Gardner. Julie Gardner, yep. Um, and what's the other girl's name? Uh, Jessica Henwick. Jessica Henwick. Yep, so this movie looks really good. Uh, this this is also 100% my jam. Um, the plot is simple. Kind of gives me, kind of gives me a smarter, like a weird, un- less weird version of men. Yeah, kind of. It's it's like that premise. If you've seen the movie A24's Men with Jesse Buckley and Roy Kinnear, this is yeah, this, this is that. This will be a very more straightforward, like 
yes, more mainstream version. accepted, yeah. not weird alienating kind of film. Um, yeah. But and maybe I'm wrong, but that's the that's the vibe I get from the trailer. Yeah, no, I'm 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 very much interested in this. Julia Gardner is like, I don't I haven't seen hardly anything that you know she hasn't impressed in. Um, still can't really get over the haircut. Um, it, it's just a lot. But uh, Jessica Henwick is uh, I could not figure out what I last remember her from, and she was in Glass Onion. She was the assistant. Yeah, I knew she looked familiar. Yeah. Um, so, you know, honestly, I feel like she's got the potential of of kind of having the better performance because early on in the trailer, she's getting a lot of screen time. Um, but yeah, I think this is like you said. Um, you you mentioned men, but also, um, no, I just I just think the whole power dynamic thing that they're trying to push in this is is going to be key, and. Uh, it's going to be the type of movie that's trying to tell more than what they're actually showing you. So yeah. be interesting to see what that is. Yep. I'm all, I'm all in on it. Um, and that's really it for the trailers. Anthony Hopkins does have a new trailer coming out called yeah. one life, uh, based on true story, world war one or world war two guy who saved a bunch of kids from the Holocaust. Very much going to probably be Oscar bait for him. Um, but looks, looks, looks fine. Yeah. Um, very much a movie. I will probably watch and enjoy like I did with, um, Oh, what was Empire that? Light? No, uh, living. Oh yeah, I really, uh, can't remember what the guy's name was now, but I was one of my favorite films from last year. Loved it. Similar to that, I'll probably watch it and I'll like it, but it's not like something I like need to see. Sure. And then the other one, we're just not going to go deep dive because there's not much to deep dive. Oh, but I'm very interested in as the is it called the the end we start from, which is a new Jodie Comer, Mark Strong, and um, Benedict Cumberbatch film. So Jodie Comer, big year, big year. Yeah. Um. So I'm all. Does she have three trailers today? Jed bike riders and uh, the end from. from okay, um, but it looks good. I don't know what it's about, but I'm here for the trailer, um, or a little teaser. It's like a 30 second stinger, yeah. so go watch it if you want. But there's not really much to discuss with it. Um, so that's our trailer roundup. A little more than normal because there were a ton, and I cut it down. There's a lot of trailers that came out this week, so yeah. um, a lot of good stuff coming out. They're probably just front loading because of strike. <laughs> they should be pushing them all back to next year because we're gonna have nothing. Listen, yeah, there's we can save that for the news, but it's not looking great for next summer. It sure isn't, and that's super bummer. But uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about what we've been watching. I didn't add what you've been watching because I couldn't remember what you had been watching. I added it. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, I see that now. Um, so you start with yours because I want to hear you start with how to blow up a pipeline. Then I'll start. Then I'll follow up with the landscape with the invisible hand. You said you watched this, right? Yeah, two and a half stars for me. I'm glad you mentioned this because I'd already had a bad time with that film. You had a bad time with it? I didn't enjoy it at all. So before I go into. Okay, so how to blow up a pipeline. I was trying to pull it up because I'd already had your movie pulled up, but you know what? It's fine. <laughs> um, how to blow up a pipeline is basically uh, exactly uh, what it's titled is about a, a crew of basically environmental activists uh, that plot uh, to basically disrupt a uh, oil pipeline that is, I, th- I think in Nevada. I don't know. I, I never really kept yeah, I like where, uh, but there's basically this group of two to three friends that have been affected by um, factories, uh, manufacturing, whatever that, just affect 
affected by the uh the emissions of all this all these different plants and all that stuff so um they basically decide they want to do a demonstration uh end up recruiting all these other different people and it kind of has like this oceans 11 vibe to it um where everybody kind of has their skill their responsibility uh they bring in um a actor that i was not i had not seen it him in anything yet um he's got a few different credits on some smaller movies i think he was in cherry um, the tom holland film yeah and he was in the revenant but i'm sure it wasn't a big part but forrest good luck um he is um uh he is an indian um like reservation like mm-hmm. uh actor um, that is a terrible description, but um, <laughs> yeah, well, he the point being he plays he plays that type of character in yeah. in North Dakota, and um, it's obviously the most compelling character because he is the one that is making the bombs. Um, he's basically confronting like you know companies and uh, factories taking their land and all that, and mm-hmm. and so um, this group pinpoints these different. Uh, spots in this pipeline to blow up um, that in a way that it wouldn't cause um, negative like effects to the environment it would just simply stop the flow of this oil which would then cause up cause oil prices to go up and whatever Um, there are very few like real tense moments but yeah that I I, I thought there were gonna be more in this I I didn't expect based off the skill of people like just the whole like you watch oceans 11 and you know what everybody's capable of yeah. you expect that same equal like effect of um you know that to come against them that that equal force to come against them these mm-hmm. guys know that's the that's the thing is like the the tension is these people have no reason or not no they have no uh, real skill set to do this anyway but they're but they're doing it right therein lies the tension um except for the one guy the demolitions guy kind of knew what he was doing for his good luck yeah uh michael michael's um uh, the character's name uh yeah so like in his because each character when they're going through the story they give an origin story mm-hmm. his origin story is like he basically starts a a bomb talk or i think is what he calls it like a TikTok Josh channel. Just threw another interception. Don't tell me that. Gosh, dang it! It's fine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> I don't it's know. Why? Um, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, it's just I. I was really interested in the movie. Uh, kept my attention. I think it's really well done. The ending is a little cheesy, but I think it was kind of the the ending that you would want from it based on all that buildup and everything. So, yeah, really, uh, I ended up giving it three and a half stars, maybe four. I don't know how. I found this movie to be tedious mm-hmm. and to way too on the nose and also mostly boring. Well, that's the thing, though, is someone that someone that is more right-leaning could watch this movie and is like, oh, everybody's just worried about the environment, blah, blah. I think, that's, I think it's kind of the opposite. I think it's very much in the middle because... 
many different times they're confronting the idea of like you realize doing this is just going to hurt the little guy mm-hmm. like it's just going to drive up the prices for all these little people it's like yeah but we got to make a, a demonstration and there is no there is no winner in it um so you find out spoiler alert you find out that one of the characters um is is basically has cancer because of because they live next to this factory for so long right and that's like the last 15 minutes you 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 realize this um and and you find out her and a childhood best friend or relative um they're the ones that are going to basically take the fall for it they're going to be these you know martyrs they'll they'll, they'll serve they'll serve the time yeah Yeah. and then everybody else gets off scots free um really i thought that part like the whole grabbing the bags walk away type thing i thought it was really well done so it just one for me man i thought i was gonna be super high on this i thought this was a rare miss from neon i didn't have a i didn't have a great time yeah did not have a great time with disappointing it. nope sure sure was not for you though apparently just no, disappointing for me it. you know what was not disappointing for me that i thought was going to be disappointing for me landscape with the invisible hand or maybe it's landscape with no oh yeah it's weird they leave out a word landscape with invisible hand mm-hmm. always feel like I, i'm adding the word in for him so this came out this year uh directed by Corey finley which um he's directed we crashed which was on apple tv which me and abby watched that that was pretty good um bad education with hugh jackman which i haven't seen and then um thoroughbreds which was anya taylor joy and olivia cook i feel like i should have seen that but i have not hmm. i'll have to add that add that to my list now anyway um so this is about a years into this is the letterbox description. They came for our love years into a benevolent alien occupation. Mankind is still adjusting to its new overlords. Their technology initially held promise for our global prosperity, but rendered most human jobs and steady income obsolete. When two teenagers discovered that aliens are fascinated with human love and will pay for access to it, they decided to live stream their romance to make extra cash for their families. Um, so this film stars. Uh, the only two people I could I even really recognized were Tiffany Haddish and Josh Hamilton. Um, the two main stars, Asante Black and Kylie Rogers. Um, unfamiliar with any of their work, their child stars or you know younger teen stars. Oh, uh, did you watch um, the Good Place ever with Kristen yeah. Wiig? Cheese yeah. in this film, very yeah. briefly uh, for about five minutes, and he was great with what he was in there. But uh, so the film stars mainly Asante Black as Adam. Campbell and Kylie Rogers is Chloe Marsh. Um, so what these aliens have done, and they look like little desk, they're like little coffee tables. Yeah. Look like when they're on all fours and they walk like dogs on all fours, and they have tentacles that can curve up. And it's kind of gross, honestly. It makes me feel bad. Like their tentacles, the undersides of them, their pads are like rough, like coarse. I don't like know. How to yeah, and they rub them and that's how they communicate. Like there's like but that's the sound. I'm not. I'm trying to make yeah, a sound yeah. of what it would sound like with two rocks rubbing together. Yes, it's like that. That's how they these aliens communicate, and they have to have these little translators, like these little boxes that interpret them for humans. Um. So when they landed on Earth, obviously the government was like, "We're gonna kill you," and then they realized, "Hey, we're not here to. We don't have any weapons. We don't do that. We're here to their their technology was so great that basically like the Jeff Bezos and Mark Cubans and Bill Gates of the world were like, "Hey, they're friendly. Let's utilize their tech." which really only helped the 1% who could afford it. And now yeah. there's all these giant floating 
skyscrapers in the sky, like these cities that are on these giant orbs. Yeah. And only the rich 1% get to go up there. And everybody else is still on earth and languishing. Like the schools are all done virtually and they're learning revision. Re, it's a lot of political undertones here, you know, revisioned history through the aliens views and all this stuff. And like the alien race, you come to find out as like a very arrogant, condescending. They're, they're enslaving the people and only the people, the only people that realize it are like the blue or blue collar, the people who like are like normal middle age, middle class yeah. people, like blue collar people who are still on earth recognize like all the rich are subservient to them. Like for instance, like when they go up um, because the two stars in the film, they are in high school together and they make this, they stay kind of fall in love with each other and they start filming their love and they're like, it's like when it shows up there's like pay-per-view like the bachelor yeah. like we watch the bachelor that's how the alien because the concept of love they don't understand yeah. so they were watching it and the one big thing is if you do broadcast that there's apparently a fine closet if it ever comes out that you were faking love for views you get sued and have to pay all your earnings back mm. and turns out that this girl is kind of using the kid I'm trying to decide how much I want to say because if you're going to watch this film, I don't want to spoil too much. I mean, it's not the type of movie that I'm worried about spoiling. Okay. So she's been using him. Her and her family, they live in the basement because this the Adam Campbell, the black kid and his family yeah. take the white family in and let them live in the basement. And then little by little, you turn to find out that they are exploiting them, exploiting them, trying to get in good with like the aliens because they know she, like Tiffany Haddish is a lawyer. Yeah. Um, but can't find work. But she's kind of had some class or some uh -huh. some weight to throw around anyway long story short they get sued by the alien race they go up there and in order to get out of it the woman's the alien suing them sends her alien son down to live as tiffany haddish's husband and it's very weird for everybody and the white family loves it and like the dad goes all transgender and tries to act like he's the black woman because they can't see the way we think we see okay gets real weird real quick all right um like when they go up to the aliens race up there, like the humans up there, like the guy who was shuttling on the golf cart, he's wearing like a ridiculous outfit. Um, they're like, what did you used to do down on earth? He's like, I was a neurosurgeon. They're like, why are you literally just shuttling people around? He goes, because, because they were, he, he got offended because they were like insinuating, like, why are you doing this is below you. You're literally a servant to these people when you're a neurosurgeon. He goes, well, I make 3 million a month up here. Yeah. Cause that money's nothing to them. Yeah. They, you know, so he's, but he sacrificed everything he is yeah. for money. There's a lot of over-the-top undertones. And, like, the kid is, like, a super... The main kid is, like, a super good artist. He does this big mural of how they've, like, enslaved them. But it's, like, the best art the aliens have ever seen. So they offer him, like, a $20 million salary to come be their main artist. And they take his painting up there and they completely revise it to make it look happy. And then that was the final straw. It's a lot of, lot, lot of nice little undertones to political stuff, but done tastefully. Um, very well acted, very well shot. I had a really good time with Landscape the Invisible Hand. I gave it four stars. Um, I think both the characters, um, the actors, Asante Black and Kylie Rogers are going to have really good careers. I thought they were both really, really, really good in this film. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really good movie. Um, kind of a classism movie a little bit, but yeah, it was good. They're all the rage this time of year. Yeah, I know. And it was um, good, but nothing nice. like last year's classism yeah. films. No, yeah. nothing like Triangle Sadness. Gotcha. Um, well, I might listen. I might, I might watch that. Who knows? But um, you know what you need to watch? And I'm not even going to go into great detail about this movie because mm -hmm. it is it warrants a discussion. Um, I watched Persona. It is the uh, 
1966 uh, movie um, by Ingrid Bergman's. Um, very, uh, very simple description um, is a nurse is put in charge of a um, mute actress. Um, she's had a mental break and basically um, the nurse finds that their persona are melding together. Um, they're finding all these similarities within each other. They're confiding in one another. Uh, meanwhile, the actress still does not say a word. Um, so um, this is black and white movie. Um, insane, like editing, like camera work and all that. Yeah. How old is this? Uh, 66. So it's been at least. Is it spooky? No, it's a thriller, though. Like there's. Um... Well, I consider a lot of thrillers spooky. Yeah, it's not spooky. Because I read the description after I saw you logged this with such yeah. a high rating. I was like, whoa, dang. It's unsettling, but it's like, I don't know. It, it It's it's never like a look over your shoulder type of like a type of movie. Um, okay. Amazing performance um, by uh, Liv Ullman and B.B. Uh, Anderson. Um, yeah, Liv, Liz, uh, Liv Ullman is also probably... No, yeah, Persona is probably one of her cries and whispers. It's a very old one, but I mean, Persona. I, I didn't realize Inger Bergman, which I'm gonna go back and watch more of his movies. But Wild Strawberries, which is one I've heard, um, The Seventh Seal, um, Scenes from a Marriage. Uh, that's that's another one. Um, that um oh yeah that one's getting remade or did it get remade it did, it did get remade um but that's another one that Liz Ullman was in um but it's just the cinematography is absolutely insane yeah for, I didn't realize that's who did it until he says like, oh my gosh is that really who did it yeah he's legendary yeah I, no, no, I never heard of this film though um it's it, it's one of those two that gets really really uh we're gonna talk about Thursday's pod uh some weird moments in uh speak no evil mm -hmm. it's some similar weird moments moments and speak ooh, a lot of weirder moments in mandy well i mean just like unsettling oh yeah um, realistically sim similar moments in persona yeah so anyways um yeah give you have to watch it okay yeah it is, I, I, it is classic it is i gave this five stars i saw that beautiful. that's what caught my attention i was like shoot it was beautiful um i want to say it was relatively short yeah hour hour and 20 minutes uh, great that's a breeze you yeah know, it was also just like an hour and 20 minutes that's uh, not near as good as persona whatever your next movie is strays oh yeah um so strays is 2023 comedy directed by josh greenbaum who directed uh barb and barb star go to del mar or whatever oh great uh oh i tooted um so yeah this is very weird. This film, yeah. it's a live action dog comedy, like Homeward Bound, but South Park edition. Um, the caption, go fetch yourself, which <laughs> classic. Love it. Uh, when Reggie is abandoned on the mean city streets by his low life owner, Doug, Reggie is what? Okay. That's fine. Just a weird way to stop a sentence. Reggie is certain that his beloved owner would never leave him on purpose, but once but once Reggie falls in with a fast-talking, foul-mouthed stray who loves his freedom and believes that owners are for suckers, 
Reggie finally realizes he was in a toxic relationship, begins to see Doug for the heartless sleazeball he is. So I had this film at two and a half stars, maybe two stars. Yeah. Which is low for me for, I, I like a good raunchy comedy, you know? But this one just wasn't hitting for me. I love Will Ferrell. I love Jamie Foxx. I love Will Forte, like Josh Gad, Isla Fisher, Randall Park, Harvey Gullion, uh, Brett Gelman, Rob Riggle, uh, Sophia Vergara. Um, who am I missing here? Jimmy Tatro. Like, it's got a great voice cast, heavy hitters. Like, I was like oh, I'm going to like this film. And it's just okay. Like, there were some really funny scenes that I laughed out loud in, like this part where they're tripping acid and they destroy all these, um, they destroy all these, like, uh, stuffed bunny rabbits. And then when they wake up from the acid trip, they had really actually, like, devoured a bunny den of bunnies. Okay. Killed them all. Yeah. Um, and then there's this scene where they all get locked up in the pound and they um, have to poop their way out of it. Like, a, I sent you a, like a snap of that. Yes, you did show me. Uh, you did send me a snap. And then the of final, the finale with the music of them biting Doug's dick off was yeah. great. Uh, like there are some really funny, just cheesy raunch, classic raunch moments. Felt like a two thousand early two thousands comedy, which I love. Those are just weren't enough of those. Um, then everything else was just in the trailers. But this is a solid comedy. But there is one spot specifically in this film that my jaw dropped and I laughed out loud and rewound, watched again and laughed out loud a second time. I thought I was hallucinating. Dennis Quaid is in this film. First of all, that's a weird Dennis Quaid film to be in. Dennis Quaid, the actor, or Dennis yes. Quaid, the voice? Dennis oh, Quaid, the actor. Okay. okay. And guess who he plays? Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid. Oh, wow. And he's a professional bird watcher. <laughs> he looks like a professional bird watcher in a full circle. Yeah, his one minute in this film bumped this up at least a half star, maybe a whole star. Like... I laughed so hard at the Dennis Quaid bit. Mm. Had a great time with it. So if you're going to watch this film, you watch it for Dennis Quaid alone. Uh, it, it's worth it's worth it because it was such a shock to me. Like, yeah. I almost didn't want to even say it because like I was I had no clue Dennis Quaid was in this movie, especially as a meta Dennis Quaid. Like he's doing all these like Christian movies and all this stuff now. This just felt so out of place for Dennis Quaid. Yeah. And the way they used him in this was like. Just perfect. I I love, love Dennis Quaid's appearance in this film. But yeah, it's about a dog uh, who gets abandoned by his owner and he goes back and realizes his owner's a jerk and wants to go back and bite his dick off. So that's the whole part of the film. Will Ferrell's your main lead. Um, and it's not bad. It's not bad. I could watch it again. Just not anytime soon. Yeah. So it's it's fine. Three stars for comedy. Dog comedy is probably not the end of the world. No, I'll probably so, watch this one. Yeah. So you just need to watch the Dennis Quaid scene. Yeah. So... So yeah, that's that's everything. Well, you've been watching Will of Time. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really hit. Nothing is it, is really it better though. It's gotten a little bit better. Um, I just it's disappointing. It's my favorite series, um, book series, and I every time something happens, I can't help but say something. I'm watching with Caitlin, who who actually really enjoys it. She, has, she actually likes Will of Time. She likes the series. Okay, but um, she always makes a big deal whenever I say, "Oh, well, that's." That makes zero sense. Why would you do that without completely changing something? And uh, she was like, well, you've never like actually watched an adaptation, like read something and that's been ad- adaptated. And yeah. that's true. But at the same time, Caitlin's like big reader, isn't she? Yeah, she is a big reader. But the difference is like um, Twilight or Hunger Games or something like that. Those are 
three to four books for that many movies. Wheel of Time is a 14 book series that most are at least probably 32 hour reads. That's a lot. I've seen those. I've seen them at Books Million and stuff. Yeah, massive. Uh, your boy Josh Allen. I don't know what he did. I, I know Jonathan. We don't talk about it. Well, I need to. I need to mention it because I need to ask. He went from eight point five to six point five just now. Yeah, he fumbled. Oh, it doesn't show fumbles on here. It does when you click the number. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <sighs> so, anyways, not also happy about Wheel of Time because it is changing a long line of stories that, um. Honestly, made a whole lot of sense the first time, and I don't think you had to change a whole lot. It's fine. You didn't have to go into great detail on all of them, sure, but to just completely change, it's fine. It's fine. I'll continue to watch it. There's been some great action sequences. Some It's really gory. Um, See, you're selling me on it now. So, yeah, you'd probably like it. You need uh, to watch Good Omens. I mean, I don't know what that has to do with Will of Time. No, it's just a great it's on TV Amazon. show. Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. is on Amazon, and it's both kind of dealing with some... You know, fictional God stuff. Yeah. So, but that's a difference though. Neil Gaiman, is that how you say his last yeah. name? Gaiman, uh, Gaiman, I was, Gaiman. Yeah, I always get confused. I feel like his, his the stuff he writes is made for television. Yeah. Um, American Sandman, Gods is so good. Sandman adaptation is great as well. Um, they've made creative choices on that as well. But I yeah. liked Sandman. Yeah, Sandman was good. Um, but again, I think his writing style is like better suited for, um, that so yeah that's that's everything we've been watching so and i know i don't know if you saw this the news on here it looks long but it's really not it's only a handful I of stories just, yeah dude, uh, so let's go into the news um and this this first one is weird so strange a fully animated toy story pixar version of the falcons versus jan jaguars nfl game will be streaming on disney plus october 1st yeah, so I, I guarantee this is just because I think on Thursday Night Football they will do a uh, Nickelodeon uh, stream where it's like when someone scores a touchdown, it's yeah. slime. They splash slime or and they do they have commentating yeah. from... Who was that? Do you know who I was trying to imitate? SpongeBob. Okay, good. That's pretty good. Yeah, they, the, but they'll have like SpongeBob or Patrick's commentate football uh, with ESPN having a lot of the rights for the football games this is just you know disney flexing its muscles as far as you know being able to 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 have possession of of all this so uh, i'm confused on what it is well i mean they will have they will have if you like if you don't have any it's hard to explain if you don't have any um um experience with like the nickelodeon version of it i mean I it's just it's just like a different presentation style like it's it'll just well, what does it mean a fully animated like the game is going to be animated I don't know they might like they might like because uh, the picture like the video teaser is like in Andy's room on this yeah. like football field like a kid's like toy football they field. might be simming, simming it out like whenever such and such player runs 10 yards then this person will run a similar route don't be wrong it's weird but i could see me really vibing with this you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. hey also one quick sports note that's totally unrelated sure did you see lebron james kevin durant and steph curry and draymond green and someone else were all in for next year's olympics after what happened i mean i saw that lebron was was spearheading to like get everybody yep. and then devin Booker, De'Aaron fox damian lillard and um 
Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Are all their rep saying they're yes, considering it. Step up for your country. It's gonna be on it's gonna be bloodbath <laughs> if it's that's the case. I don't know, man. Basketball. Who's gonna beat that team? Uh, Canada could beat that team. France could possibly beat that team. Basketball around the world's gotten so much better. Not that team. Goodness you gracious. Know. You never know. Anyway, sorry. That just brought me there. Anyway, yeah, this is super weird, but I'm gonna be I'm definitely gonna watch it. So I'm here for it. Do you want more collaborations? Do you want to stay out of sports? What? Oh, uh, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch yeah, I'm gonna watch the real thing. Oh, that's so. the only way to watch it. Then yeah, then I would, would you probably be watch it. I mean, if I had a kid and that was the only way I was gonna have to watch it, is oh, yeah, to be, be able, great. Like, that's the whole fine. point of it, is yeah. to, to get kids involved. So <laughs> you know what kids aren't gonna be involved in? Glenn Powell's new movie, Hitman. Yeah. But apparently Glenn Powell absolutely shines in what's called a brilliant leading performance for Richard Linklater's Hitman. Uh, supposed to be one of the best comedies of the past few years. First of all, I didn't know Hitman was a comedy. I, yeah, I didn't either. But this is the third time I've seen somebody say this movie is one of the best comedies they've seen in a long time. So obviously it is. I'm a big Glenn Powell guy. After the last few things I've seen him in. And I like Richard Linklater. So I'm great. This is great. I love the reviews that are coming out of the Hitman. So yeah, IMDB's got it at 7.9 stars so far. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What's the genre? Does it have it as comedy too? Uh, sorry, I was looking at Richard Linklater's, um, what he's known for. Um, Boyhood. Forget about that. Um, it has got it as an action comedy. Yep. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but I'm really excited for it. I haven't seen a trailer for it, though. Have you? Mm-mm, I is there not. one? No, I think I saw, like, I've seen just clips. Yeah, same. Like, uh, shots of it. Hmm. But no, that gets me excited. Uh, uh, like, after watching Barbie, I'm excited for these, like, hybrid comedy movies mm-hmm. that aren't just, speaking of what you see my shirt. Yes. I am Knuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great time. Um, I'm excited for this new brand of like infused action comedy. So sign me all the way up for that. Plus it's Richard Linklater. So even more excited. What I am shocked about is the little mermaid, uh, which is on Disney plus now, which if you saw my most recent dealership commercial, I sang little mermaid and I think it sold me that car actually, which is hilarious. Hey, I'm two for two on Jerry stove hands. I sold that Yellowstone Bronco. Yeah. And now I think I've sold that 2014 Maxima. Because I've done my Jerry Stovehands bits. Nice. I know. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, Little Mermaid has broken records as one of the most viewed movie premieres ever on Disney Plus with 16 million views in its first five days. So, there's a lot of controversy. This is the Haley Bailey uh, Little Mermaid. Um, watching it in theaters, I think I liked it better because when we, you guys were over, you and Caitlin the other night, mm-hmm. watching it on there... It just did not hit the same just from what I was seeing in the corner of my eye. It doesn't translate to the small screen as much as it was on the big screen. Um, did you and Caitlin watch this? No, we are, hadn't watched all the way through. Are you going to watch it? No, nah, probably not. Caitlin might, but yeah. So what's the big, like they're really toting this. Is this like the future of this kind of stuff? Like how it does in theaters, they kind of brush it up. They're just more concerned about how it does with streaming because they don't have to pay people. I hope not. Um because where's the actual money in that? I, I don't think you can. Yeah. Because again, the the box office is the money maker. Um, especially if you're making movies that are going on your own streamer, mm-hmm. the the benefit would be selling them off to other streamers. So who knows? 
thought it hurt for rain. Yeah, I don't know either, but I'm surprised because I don't. I, I mean, I guess I'm not. People really like the Little Mermaid, but yeah, it's what it is. Um, this is probably the best news out of all of these things. Wes, all four of Wes Anderson's Ronald Dahl short films were released this month on Netflix: The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, The Swan, The Rat Catcher, and The Poison. All uh, these, all these are being released on Netflix. Netflix owns the right to all Ronald Dahl, so I'm gonna assume Netflix bought out his um, collection. Collection, yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm just say. I am um, very excited about this. I didn't realize that. I didn't um, realize they were. I didn't realize there were four. One, two. I didn't realize they were all gonna be this close together. Yeah, uh, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar though was like the one that had everybody's attention. Yeah, I guess because it's been in a cum- kind of Cumberbatch. Um, I don't know of anybody else that's in these other ones. No, I'm about to look though. Um, so, but they come out one day at a time too, which is, I'm, I think I might just wait. For- it feels like, like a cabinet of curiosities type of thing that Netflix has to give them credit done well of kind of, um, presenting these shorts, like what these are short story. Um, uh, pictures to like I, I don't know to to better I don't know what I'm trying to say like it's just that it's just kind of been a formula for Netflix mm-hmm. I see what you're saying on that yeah uh, the rat catcher uh, stars Richard Aode Ralph Viennese and Rupert Friend Friend how do you say his name um let's see try to find the other ones the Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar is Ralph Viennese, Benedict Cumberbatch, Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley, and Richard Ayode. Um, the Swan, uh, Ralph Viennese, Asa Jennings, and Rupert Friend. Are you seeing them as like playing the same character? Oh, and oh, Poison. Yeah. Dev Patel, Benedict Cumberbatch, Ralph Viennese, and Ben Kingsley. So yes, I'm gonna wager this is an anthology of sorts. Yeah, uh, but I'm very excited to see Benedict Cumberbatch twice. So I mean, you add all this up, this this could be like a full. If they're 17 minutes a piece, it's like a whole Buster Scruggs. 10 times four, an hour and eight minutes. Yeah, so awesome. not bad. So I need to see. I guess I'm gonna have to watch them in order they release. But yeah, that's super exciting. September 27th uh, is the Wonderful World of Henry Sugar. September 28th is the Swan. September 29th. Is the rat catcher and September 30th is poison. Oh, yeah, for sure. Rat catcher and then poison. I'm sure it is an anthology. Listen to the titles. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, and then like also looking at the bookends, the first one has Benedict Cumberbatch and Ben Kingsley, and the last one has Benedict Cumberbatch and Ben Kingsley. Um, speaking of exciting things that are coming in bunches, because Dune got delayed, which sad. Boo, that got delayed. Uh, three films are now gonna take over the IMAX screens worldwide that um where Dune 2 was slotted to completely dominate, and that is the Marvels. No surprise there, but one of the biggest surprises, which the only reason I put this in here, is Killer of a Flower Moon's getting an IMAX release now. Yeah, that will, that will be amazing. That We're going to go to Nashville to see that in IMAX. Okay. Like, that's, that, that's I need to see that. And then uh, the new Hunger Games film, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which I'm neither here nor there on. Um, is that Rachel Ziegler? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then nobody else I can think of. There's another... Oh, the new Spy Kids trailer came out. It looks awful. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a kid's movie. 
Maybe I bet I bet our parents saw that about the first Spy Kids movie we watched too. I bet they like this looks terrible. Yeah, but at the same time, it didn't. It was great. That still yeah. holds up. Robert Rodriguez, man, he did great. Plus, now, you got Antonio Banderas to sign up and yeah. Cheech. Yeah, but you've also this new one. You got Zachary Levi, and who's who's the mom? She's uh, uh she's hot. But I can't think of her name. It's not um, Salma. Nope. I, I can see her face, but I can't think of who it is, but it's okay. Well, e- either way, not that interested. No, me neither. Um, but I am excited about the Killers of Flower Moon going to IMAX. Uh, David Zaslav, Zaslav, how you say his name, mm-hmm. the CEO of uh, Warner Brothers, uh, says that Warner Brothers IP, specifically highlighting DC, Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter, has been, and this I missed out a word, woefully underused. Yeah. I actually agree with him here. Yeah. So DC is not underused. It's just been mismanaged. Yeah. Uh, but Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings have been underused to the point where how do you, you lose Lord of the Rings to Amazon? Well, because the story is separate. I get it. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been an issue if they were still cranking out Lord of the Rings. Now, you don't, I don't want to get, I don't want Warner Brothers to get into a Disney thing where they overdo Marvel and Star yeah. Wars and stuff like that. But I would love the Samarillion. Or some other Lord of the Rings stories made, even if it's not in a film. Like Hogwarts Legacy, I know they're making it into a series. That's brilliant. That's great for a series. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's an yeah, early development in writing, yeah. but the writing strike stopped, halted it. But yeah, yeah they were going to make it into an HBO series, um, a mature HBO series of that. Yeah. Which is exciting. Yeah. Which is exciting. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a good move for him. He's done a lot of stupid stuff, but I think this is a good move. Yeah. I mean, this, I feel like I've, I feel like, he said this a while ago, um, but it's I think it's probably coming off of the idea of of um, trying to get writers back working on stuff like this. My issue is on stuff on stuff like this. It's discouraging because these are yes, they are established franchises, but they otherwise occupy a space that hinders like new yeah growth stuff. in the field yeah. yeah um so but i'm always going to be here for new content lord of the rings and i would just like i would love like one every five years ex- exactly that's exactly what i was going to say the problem with that is actors like lifespan like yeah. the, all that but technology and all that stuff can help with that i well, think if you just did a standalone why do we have to have sequels and reboots for everything why can't we have just a marvel. one-off shoot of something in like middle earth because marvel it's dumb. Like it, I don't it, need. It, a, I don't need a trilogy for everything. Like just give me a one-off. Like Rogue One, that is a great Disney example yeah. of a one-off that you don't need a sequel to, and it is arguably the best Star Wars film besides Empire Strikes Back. And it was followed up by a series that is supposedly exactly one of the best. And it came out years later. That's yeah. exactly right. That's my point. Yeah, that I, is the example they should follow. I won't say that Marvel ruined movies. No, because they've added some because good. because the impact that it had, like, is is very evident for moviegoers now. What it did was, and it, it and it helped the expectations of of people going to the movies. Yeah. Um. What it didn't help is the expectations of uh, corporate heads that basically are looking at money, um, and how they can make more of it. And so, yeah, it's just uh, if if I was Zaslav, I would uh. You know, 
sprinkle some here and there. Underused does not mean, uh, um, you know, I, I think is exactly like you said. If we get one every three to five years, that'd be perfect. Yep, so. agreed. Agreed. Um, last couple stories here. Uh, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe with llamas. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. Oh, I'm going to show you right now. I was very excited about this. Um, while you're looking that up, have you already heard that? Uh, oh shoot, the Mark Ruffalo performance in uh, oh, Poor light. Things. Oh, Poor Things. Talk about where the light ends or whatever. No, uh, his performance in Poor Things is uh, amazing. Um, it is a show stealer. Whenever it's not um, Emma Stone's photo face, I can't wait. Um, I think I think it also won. The Palm... Palm Deo, whatever. I don't show up. Is that one... Was it that one or was it whatever was most recent? Not Tiff, but Telluride. Telluride was. Uh, also, before I'm just crawling through here, uh, Nick Cage's new movie, The Dreamscape Scenario, yeah. is like getting rave reviews. Yeah. Say it's Cage's maybe best performance ever, better than Pig, which is insane. Yeah. Anyway, here's the That's picture. That's what I've heard. So we've got... Uh, okay, I feel like I have seen this, but why... Uh, Okay, yeah, that's that's amazing. It's just Willem Dafoe and Mark Ruffalo with goats, and like, there someone someone comments that acid is a hell of a drug. It is. Uh, um, they're both uh, both as well starring in Poor Things. So, yeah. um, still on the drugs from man, Poor Things. Still on the drugs. If they did a Jack Skellington like remake, wouldn't Willem Dafoe make the perfect? Uh, what was the professor's, professor's name? Oh, yeah. In the wheelchair? Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I just thought of that, but probably because Poor Things feels like it's straight out of that world, but yeah. Yeah, because Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um, last two stories. Ian McKellen doesn't plan on ever retiring. I mean, I didn't he, expect him to. He said, unless he just physically can't stand and walk anymore, and even then he can still have wheelchair parts. And made sure. A, made an X-Men joke. And then he also just said he feels like he's just now starting to get the groove of acting. Good for him. Yep. So I, I'm fine with that. Good for Ian McKellen. Uh, last one. This is kind of a bummer. Uh, Jimmy Fallon seems like one of those guys that would be untouchable in terms of like, not like scandals, but like, yeah, just seems like a genuinely good dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fun to work for, fun to be around. Well, apparently not. 16 former employees described the Tonight Show as a pretty glum atmosphere. Uh, where they were belittled and intimidated by their bosses, including Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon has since issued an apology stating, acknowledging that these claims are maybe to a degree true. Yeah, I... I don't like Jimmy Fallon. Oh, see, I like Jimmy Fallon. I, I don't I don't care for... I don't, I don't care watch for, I don't care for the persona. Yeah. He seems super on. It honestly reminds me of uh, church culture, which oh, yeah, these claims and all that stuff very much yeah. uh, fit that criteria so yeah. um not surprised by the allegations See, i was i mean, maybe it's just I, you know i just don't read into stuff that much i guess most of the time yeah i was just like no oh, fallon seems like such a good dude who, mm-hmm. who, so jimmy fallon's probably your your more favorite like nate nighttime like if you had to watch of the five like kimmel cohen cohen's not Myers, anymore is he well he has he did but he has a podcast now which is basically the same thing um, I would either do probably Kimmel. I say I like Kimmel. I think I like Jimmy Kimmel the best. I think he has the best, especially when they do sketches. I think his are the best. I think his interviews are the best. See, I like I want to do it for the interviews. Like if someone's gonna do it, I want to make sure that they can interact with the stars. Yeah, Fallon does seem. I the my problem with Fallon, he seems a little self-absorbed when it comes to this kind of thing. It's yeah. very much about him and losing his. He always 
his SNL claim to fame too was he just couldn't keep he could he always keep broke characters. Face. Yeah, and that's also his thing on a show too. He just laughs at people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's why I'm also very, more Team Kimmel. But I, I I like Jimmy Fallon a lot. That's why I was surprised. But but you know whatever. Seth Meyers very underrated though. I don't like Seth Meyers. Uh, I don't like John Oliver either. Yeah, John Oliver's. You know who's actually I grew up not liking, but actually is a really good host and pretty funny. Bill Bill Mayer. Are you serious? I'm serious. That's I'm serious, man. The I, older, I'm not saying you're wrong. It the, was just the older I've gotten, I've realized that I used to think Bill Mayer was just like a god hating, yeah, liberal he, fanatic, and he is very liberal and he is an atheist. But he is now he is more moderate in a lot of the things that he believes and how he does. You his, relate to his conversational tactics way more than I used to. <laughs> well, and he's smart. He is very smart. Yeah, you know, I would love, I would love to have a podcast of Bill Mayer and Glenn Beck. Oh wow! Can you imagine? No, I can't. And Joe Rogan moderate. <laughs> yeah, I've listed somebody's heaven or hell. Yeah, not sure. But yeah, that's uh, that, that's our last news story for this week. So, um, you know, this Thursday we'll be jumping into discussing Nicolas Cage's Mandy, and I don't know the actor's names in Speak No Evil, but Speak No Evil, and I'm very excited. And then I tentatively have us talking about um. Oh, I didn't write it down. I had an idea for a topic. If I stare at you longingly in your eyes, maybe I'll think about it. Why don't but, we just surprise everybody? Yeah, we'll just surprise everybody on Thursday. But I had an idea and I forgot to put it in there. But That's why you write it down? That's why you write I, it down. I did. I did good this week. I put yeah, notes did. down beforehand. You were you logged in right as I was doing it. Oh, I should have put this in there. Season two of I Am Groot launched on Disney Plus, and my daughter loves loves oh, those little five minute shorts. Yeah. Uh, and we literally will there's cause they're five minutes, not even a full five minutes. Cause that's counting credits really like four, four minutes. Yeah. And we watch them all and she's memorized what episode has, which, and she loves them. And season two is super cute. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's it. That's, this has been another episode of mostly film. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan quarter. And I should mention before we get off here, if you like what you've been listening to and you're having a great time and you hopefully have seen our artwork that JP has been putting out or that we've been putting out, JP has been making, they're, just freaking stellar and I love them except for he didn't give us one for Titan that bitch because um, I was excited to see what Titan was I know I was hoping it was just going to be a breast leak in motor oil That's and the happening. oil spelled Titan um, it's a good yep. idea though anyway um, maybe we'll still get one from him for Titan uh, anyway if you like what you see you like subscribe listen share whatever you need to do support us uh, uh, mostly film you know we're everywhere you need to find us at Spotify and Apple and apparently four of our st- uh, podcast hosting sites have died. So that's because everything's going the way of consolidation and monopolization. So it is what it is. So anyway, this has been a film. Your one stop chaotic shop for all things Lord of Film. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan McCorder, joined by my beautiful co-host, JP Payton. And we'll see you next week or Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. Bye.